आप सुन रहे हैं एच डी स्मार्ट कास्ट और ये है फीवर एफ एम प्रोडक्शन हाई माई नेम इज तुवी घोष एंड दिस इज मेरा वाला ग्रीफ अ पॉडकास्ट फॉर एनी वन डीलिंग विद लॉस आई रिसेंटली लॉस समन वेरी क्लोज टू मी आई एम ए रेडियो प्रेजेंटर अ फिल्म क्रिटिक बेसिकली समन हुवर शॉर्ट ऑफ वर्ड्स and yet when it came to expressing myself to talk about death loss and grief kuch samajh hi nahi aa raha tha shabd hi nahi the in this podcast every week i speak to someone who has gone through this pain kehte hai na jis pe beetti hai wo samajh sakta hai और चाहे kahin hum sab ko lage ki bahut personal hai mera wala grief yet it's universal it's something everyone goes through and tries to deal with in their own way through these conversations we try and decode grief and what does it really mean to live after the loss of a loved one Hi guys I am Stuti and this is Mera Wala Grief a podcast for anyone dealing with loss When we lose someone we're close to nothing seems to make sense and people say all kinds of things from time will heal to isme bhi shayad kuch acha hoga upar wali ki yahi marzi thi Do we ever reach a stage in our lives when we actually accept it and are truly able to move on To talk more about this I have a very special guest with me this week Anshula Kapoor Anshula is the founder of Fankind we of course also know her as uh, the daughter of Mona Kapoor and Boni Kapoor the younger sister of Arjun Kapoor but today Anshula is here to to open up and share about how she is coping with the loss of her mother Uh, first of all thank you so much anshula i i know you uh, you know you you don't do a lot of interviews you're reserved and i really really am so grateful that you've chosen this platform to open up and uh, share with us your feelings and thoughts about this so thank you you're most welcome thank you for reaching out thank you for thinking of me as someone who is worthy of talking about uh, something as personal as grief even though i know that you've gone through similar emotions um i've been dealing with it for almost 10 years now because my mother passed away in 2012 march yes. 2012 so um in a few months it'll be 10 years uh obviously the loss is always personal but uh, i do agree that um, unfortunately or fortunately the only people that can relate are the people who've gone through a similar loss yeah. and I keep saying this I wish that our club of people who are grieving for a loved one remains as tiny and as small as possible mm-hmm. but uh, seeing how the pandemic has been over the past couple years as well as just life in general it's yeah. not as easy to go through life without feeling this kind of loss this kind of grief this kind of emptiness I wouldn't say brokenheartedness because it's that constant feeling of like you're missing a limb like yeah. something yeah. is missing yeah. it's not like it's not broken it's just missing and you know what it felt like when it was there and now it's just not there 
you know you you're so right when you say this because this is something i uh, i i experienced myself even jab condolence message aate the those who had gone through something similar somehow they managed to reach me even if they wrote one line i could understand i could feel what they were trying to say and usually and i've also been in in that space where if you don't go through something like this you just have no idea what it means and and even how do you console somebody who's who's gone through something like this pandemic may this particular period has been so terrible so many people have suffered that i thought it's so important that we talk because we even do not have the right language the vocabulary to be talking about this some days are, are tougher than the rest you know some days you can and i'm sure you you understand this you've been carrying this pain for now 10 years you know that there are some days where you can immerse yourself in work and and for some time actually forget that something like that happened and then some days are very very tough uh and that happened to me yesterday i was speaking to a friend and i said kuch na adhura lag raha it's it's like it it's incomplete kuch kuch khatam nahi hona chahiye tha because adhura hai and and she told me something she said you know you will always feel this you will never be feel that it's a full circle and that that full stop is normal how have you been uh, dealing with this i mean i mean let us in you you are someone who who comes from a family that is in public gaze you uh, to grieve while people are watching is tougher and uh, how did you make sense of this you were younger uh, this was 10 years back what do you remember of that period honestly i just turned 21 my mom passed away a couple uh, months after that and i was studying in new york hmm. uh, i was back in bombay because the few weeks before she passed away were not the best where hmm. she's concerned she was in the hospital more than she was at home but we still weren't prepared because we still thought she has a few more months uh so when it happened it was still like it was unexpected and this seems like a very small thing to even think about and talk about but mm-hmm. like it was so unexpected that i didn't have white clothes so um the day mom passed mm-hmm. away my cousins and my friends have rallied maine kisi ka churidar pehna hai maine kisi aur ka kurta pehna hai kisi aur ka slip pehna hai just so that there was something for me to wear for the cremation like the day that mom died we got her home she passed away because she had breast cancer that was yeah. the primary causes death but breast cancer causes other complications in the body because of which her body shut down and that's actually what um caused her to expire as early or when she did um the one thing that we were grateful for or like i was grateful for immediately when it happened was that she was no longer in pain because the last visual of her being alive was in the icu with every kind of machine and wire yeah. coming in and going like coming in coming out of her it was just it wasn't mom it was that was not mom and to remember her like that and to see the fact that they had yeah. to keep her sedated and unconscious because she wasn't so much pain if she was awake that's just not the way you want your mom to live so my immediate first thought was that she's she's not in pain i don't know where she is right now yeah. she's obviously not in her physical body but wherever she is she's not in pain and that for me was like the only thing i held on to for the first few weeks but the first week was a blur there were people coming in and saying like you said there were like 
some people have probably gone through it but people my age at that point i didn't know a single friend yeah, who gone through exactly, it exactly. and i'm grateful for that because i don't want anyone in the 20s to have to go through this or even younger so most of my friends barring one or two were in college outside of india so in that sense arjun bhaiya's like friends and support system became my support system obviously our cousins were here um it's a blur i remember riya didi like making sure i have something to eat and like just not feeling hungry just not feeling like anything can go in mm. and we we kept mom in um i don't know what to call it so i call it an ice coffin sort of like it's that refrigerated thing where you can preserve the body till yeah, it, it yeah. is time for cremation and that was right outside of my room like where we placed her uh so people could come and pay their respects till we had to take her to um the crematorium and for the first two years every time i thought of mom i either thought of her in the icu with 100 tubes coming out or i thought of her lying outside my room in the ice coffin i couldn't access my memories of her when we were anything but that it took me two years to even remember like one time when we were watching a movie for example i wasn't well we were watching a disney movie she came home early and uh, she just sat with me and we just saw two movies back to back it took me a long time to access that memory and that's mm-hmm. not even like a heavy duty memory it's just something that you probably like do with your mom day in and day out and whoever says time heals all wounds or like you know you won't feel it in a few years it's that it's rubbish you feel it i feel it 9 years i wake up 9 years later and sometimes my first thought is still mom something is going on in my life happy sad my first thought is still mom it's always going to be that person yeah. because that person was so integral to you it's just time helps you mold your life around that loss because also for the first year or two every time i laughed every time i felt happy every time i saw something that like made me feel any emotion that was not a sad emotion it was immediately followed by guilt guilt i we are i was going to come to that yeah. so it it was like i am i'm laughing because i'm watching yeah. something funny or i'm laughing because i'm sitting with a friend of mine and we just cracked a joke but oh my god how can i be happy because i've just my mom is not here i can't share that happiness with mom or oh, okay she's just passed away i shouldn't be feeling this emotion like i'm i'm cheating on her memory by feeling this emotion considering at that point my only memory of her was after she had passed it wasn't any yeah, of my happy yeah. memories with her so it felt like i was cheating on her and that guilt took so long to it's still there but now it's not the dominant emotion it's kind of like in the back seat mm-hmm. and then then there was the emotion of jealousy because when you see all your friends with your with their parents and like they're enjoying a meal or like i was I hadn't graduated from college yet. So when I was graduating from college, my friends had their moms and their dads there. Yeah, yeah. When you're getting your first job, you're sharing that with your mom. You're getting your first salary, you're giving your mom a gift with it. Yeah. And I I would be so jealous. Like there would be so much jealousy. Thankfully there wasn't that much anger. There was just like grief of another kind of like a missing limb kind mm-hmm. and just like guilt and like a little bit of jealousy. So the first year was just and I ran away. I was in um I had to go back to New York to finish yeah. graduating. So um about a few weeks after she passed away and we finished the rituals, I flew back. I graduated a month after. Um I came back. I was in Bombay for a few months uh, job hunting till I got a job. And I 
only applied for jobs that were not predominantly Bombay based. So mm-hmm. my first job mm-hmm. after college and after mom passed was in a city I had never lived in before. I was working in Gurgaon because I thought that if I don't have to stay in the same house that yeah. was her house, I would feel it less because that constant visual memory of unka kamra khali hai. घर में आओ तो वो नहीं है पूछने के लिए हाउ इज योर डे वो नहीं है पूछने के लिए बेटा खाओगे क्या वो नहीं है पूछने के लिए कि एनी थिंग एंड एवरी थिंग लाइक यू नो आई आई वॉज वेरी नाइफ टू थिंक दैट दैट लाइक अप्रूटिंग माई सेल्फ फ्रॉम लाइक हर हाउस टू सम प्लेस हेल्प डील विद ग्रीफ ऑल इट डेड वॉज पोस्ट फोन हाउ आई डेल्ट विद ग्रीफ बिकॉज इट हिट हार्ड ओन आई केम बैक होम एवरी टाइम आई केम बैक होम I am so amazed at the clarity that you have, Anshila, and you've touched on so many, uh, so many different points. I'm going to take those one by one, uh, but but you're so right because uh, you know every time when when something as devastating as losing a parent happens, you kind of somehow promise yourself. I ne- in fact, you tell yourself that I'm never going to come out of this. I will never yeah. for a minute forget this. My life stops yeah. here, yeah, and it doesn't happen. and something very basic is as eating and and so therefore forgetting that grief for that limited time or watching something or just going out and you forget it but then when you remember that and recall that you feel so guilty you feel like how could i how could i could i mean was it that easy how could i do it do i not love them enough um you know you spoke about all those i mean seeing seeing a parent suffer is 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 just terrible and i remember speaking about this with prateek gandhi also who who spoke about how you know sometimes when they're when they're lying in that hospital bed with all those tubes you know that that's not the life they want either that's not your person you know that's not your mother that's not my father and i remember saying this little prayer i i couldn't even form a prayer when i was there when i was uh, around him to look at the pray karo mujhe to words bhi nahi samajh mein aate the but i i just remember i would keep saying please bhagwan ji take his pain away take his pain away because i knew that my father is not that man lying there with those tubes he wouldn't want that has faith helped you is period may people say pray have a relationship how what what is that sphere in your life because a lot of people i know find it very difficult after something like this has happened to forgive there is anger there is or, or just just complete heartbreak where you feel like koi sunta hi nahi hai so what's the point what what uh, role has faith played to you i believe in the existence of god mm-hmm. um in some form shape or entity but i am not overtly religious I uh, even when mom was alive she had a mandir in her room and mm. she would pray every morning that's the first thing she did after showering um I went to a school where religion was very much a dominant part of the school as well for most of my formative years uh having said that I am not a religious person in my day to day life in my daily activities so um for me there was no anger with god like how could you take her mm. or um Uh, why are you so unfair or any of those there was no anger towards god there was an automatic shift that happened after she passed away where instead of like even though i wouldn't pray sometimes i would have mental conversations yeah. with someone up there saying like kal exam hai please acche matlab just make sure i do well or like you know tomorrow i have a job interview you just make sure that i don't make a faux pas kind of a thing you have those conversations in your mind with someone up there 
I don't know how it happened. I don't know when it happened. I all I know is a few months after she passed away, I started talking to her instead of talking to God. Yeah. So instead of being like you know, um, having a conversation with her like I would have if she were alive, it mm. became a one-sided conversation with her. But it was. me somehow believing that now she's that much closer to her god so maybe she yeah, has like more yeah, of a direct yeah. connection to him if not then maybe if i just talk to her it'll make me feel a little bit better about whatever i'm struggling with so i don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing the fact that i didn't have such a um, strong connection with a religious um entity in that sense but uh however my brain decided to kind of transform that conversation that i would have with someone higher up than me into my mom hmm. it just it helped me feel a little bit more close to her while i was still dealing with it because obviously in my head i was like okay she's no longer in that cancer body so she's not hmm. feeling pain hmm. i know she can't be happy without me or at least i don't think she can be happy without me being in the same place as her yeah. but maybe if she's looking down at me and i'm having these conversations somewhere every time that i've had a conversation with her when she was alive i've picked up learnings from her i've picked up the way she thinks so maybe if i do get some kind of answer in my brain of for this one sided conversation it is close to what she would have told me yeah, if she was alive yeah, yeah so that would help me because my biggest fear until date it's my biggest fear 9 years down i still get panic attacks because my biggest fear is i will forget her voice i will forget what she smells like she like she there was a time very recently when while having one of these conversations in my head she didn't reply to me in her voice i replied to me my voice replied to me and that scared the crap out of me i remember not knowing how to deal with it i remember speaking to arjun bhai and i was like i can't hear mom's voice anymore i've forgotten what mom's voice sounds like and this is not okay because that's the only thing i have left of her i don't have her smell i can't go and refer to her like I can't get it back if I forget it. If it's not here, it's nowhere. And when there were floods in Bombay a few years ago, all of our VHS tapes got destroyed. I don't have video footage for me to go to and listen to her voice again. So if I don't remember it, and if I forget it, it can never go back in there. No one like I don't have a voicemail I can play and hear her. I don't yeah, have yeah. that. So. Okay, we were talking about faith, but it's just like that's how uh, my faith became her. She became my go-to person, my go-to entity. Not that I don't believe in God, I still do, but I didn't hold anything against him, and I don't think I ever will. Now, this sounds a little bit crazy, maybe, but like the one thing that I thought mom would do because we knew when she was diagnosed with cancer and she felt sick, we knew she has finite amount of time with us. at that time we thought it would be a few years we didn't think yeah. it would be a few months um i i just for some reason thought that she will leave me a letter or something or the other like something tangible that she didn't because she used to journal and she used to write a diary not very regularly but she used to so and i was the one who packed her room mm-hmm. um after she passed away donated like more, a lot of her belongings kept a lot of her belongings but just like packed her room so that it's not just lying there like a like like a museum I tore every drawer, every cupboard, every inch of her room upside down, her office, her like everything that I knew she had access to in the past year. I tore it apart, thinking she's 
it's not possible she's not left me something it's mm-hmm. just not possible this yeah. woman used to write me notes and send me cute little notes when i was in college every week it's not possible she not left me a letter so if i did feel a little bit of anger it was actually towards mom and that made me feel so guilty that it was just that was a horrible cycle to be in yeah. and yeah. i i got myself out of it because i was in therapy and i used to talk of all of this with my therapist and i was like the last thing i want to feel towards her is anger i can deal with feeling guilt i can deal with feeling sadness i can deal with feeling empty i can't deal with anger towards her because she's not there to defend herself you know that's why we call this mera wala grief because you're talking about your grief and there's so much uh, of it that i can relate to you know because that pain is is so universal when when you speak about wanting to hold on to her voice you know to to hold on to that feeling or or how she smelt and i remember sitting with my phone and and there were these couple of videos of my dad that i still don't have the strength to play but just the assurance that when i want to listen to his voice i can but i know how how difficult that would be um generally log chale jaate hain it's very tough you said you know you tried you moved out of the house thinking ki different scene probably that will help you're not living in a house where she's not there anymore because this is a, a new setting but it's tough to run away it's not easy uh, you have the stuff still i mean हर चीज हर हर छोटी चीज में याद जुड़ी होती है आफ्टर सो मेनी ईयर्स एंड आई एम आस्किंग यू दिस बिकॉज आई वॉन्ट योर परस्पेक्टिव फॉर मी इट्स वेरी रॉ बट नाउ लाइक यू सेड यू पैक हर रूम यू हैव कैप्ट हर स्टाफ समिवन अवे वेन वर यू रेडी फॉर दिस एंड एंड वॉट इज नाउ योर रिलेशनशिप विद हर स्टाफ I don't know how I was ready for it. I just knew that I wanted to do it before I left for college. So I actually packed mm-hmm. her room um within the month of her passing. Okay. Um because I didn't want to come back from college and have to go back into that mm-hmm. feeling of emptiness and grief. And I didn't want Arjun Bhaiya to maybe one day just while I'm away um be alone and do and it. yeah yeah. Halaki maine bhi akele hi kiya tha kamra jo mummy ka pack karna tha there was no one in the room with me when I was doing it when I was segregating what what chunnis I want to keep what sarees I want to keep her I kept all her sunglasses I kept all of her bags um unfortunately her and my shoe size is not the same uh, so i couldn't keep her shoes to wear but i've kept a few pairs of shoes that i know she would wear like she ever wore yeah, yeah. and they are they are part of where i keep my shoes so every time i go into that space i can see it there i uh, she used to wear kaftans at home i've kept two of her kaftans not that i will ever wear it mm-hmm. but it's just it's there it's tangible i can touch it i i've kept all of her wedding clothes cuz she kept them mm-hmm. i've kept them and i will somehow incorporate them into my wedding whenever i get married yeah, because if yeah. she's not there with me physically you bet she's going to be there in whatever way i can make it happen yeah. um but i hindsight mein abhi mujhe lag raha hai ki it was too early and too soon for me to pack her stuff when i did because i was not mentally prepared for it mm-hmm. i remember packing her room it took me half the day to do it for her perfumes cuz she loved perfumes her makeup unki chudiyan every single thing that was in her room in her dressing room in her bathroom i have packed up things that couldn't be used by me but someone else we have donated to women's organize like we've just yeah. i've tried to segregate it as much as physically possible and i've come into arjun bhaiya's room 
sat with him on the bed and howled for 20 minutes non-stop like wo dahade maar maar ke rone wali matlab body is shaking yeah. water is like spilling out like almost to the level of like i may dehydrate myself i am crying that hard head is hurting body is not stopping to shake he is like i was lying down he was lying down and he was just holding me while i was crying and he was just like doing that to my head and just like holding me with his other hand and i have cried and cried and cried and cried because what i didn't realize is her clothes still had her smell so every time i took out a thappi of her folded dupattas that whiff of her perfume would come my way every time i took off something from a hanger her smell would be there you know and like she had this habit that if she ever stored her bags she never stored them empty hamesha usme kuch na kuch hota tha um like sometimes she would leave a little bit of money there or like there would be something or the other there and like opening those bags and cleaning them and then just having these mental conversations of that okay this is the last time i know that i was with her when she used this bag and i know why this bag has a safety yeah. pin because i had a dupatta malfunction she carried extra for me and just all of that like together was too much so i wouldn't recommend you do it unless you have someone with you whether it's your sister your best friend your grandmother your younger sibling your child anyone you trust just have someone there in that room with you or bas tab karo when your heart tells you you're ready don't yeah. do it because you're scared that if you don't do it now and you do it later it'll hit you even harder and you don't want to go back into that grief cycle later um people see and i'm still trying to find my uh, my way through it people say that you you know you uh, feel their presence you will have instances there will be signs have you managed to do that do you do you feel her around you i feel her around me um i won't say i feel her around me in tangible signs it's not like a film scene ki like you're thinking of her and suddenly barish gudi shuru ho gayi type it's not i wish it was that like that clear yeah it, yeah no it's not it's i feel her around me sometimes most of the times when i'm alone most of the times mm-hmm. when i'm not feeling okay um she'll talk to me in my head or um i'll be scrolling through um social media and there'll be a quote that i would resonate with because it's something so similar to what she would have told me in that yeah, moment yeah yeah um so i do feel her around. i do feel her around me also when i'm experiencing any kind of joyful emotion i just i like it feels like there was an extra like heartbeat that happened mm-hmm. because that was her way of just like you know squeezing me with a hug and being mm-hmm. like i am also here like you know i can see that you did this and i'm here like don't think that i'm not here honestly the first few years i was looking for those signs everywhere mm-hmm. i was looking mm-hmm. for that to be it it was like a safety blanket hota hai na it was like very active yeah 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 because you're not used to letting that go but now it doesn't happen as often and i'm okay with it because i know i don't need to physically feel a sign or physically mm-hmm. feel a sign to know she is with me now i've accepted that she is with me as long as i'm alive she's with me because mm-hmm. i was a part of her right mm-hmm. so she is with me even if 
there is no external sign coming my way i can still have a conversation with her in my head and she is with me and sometimes i can have a conversation with bhaiya and just be like what would mom have said in this situation and she's with us she's she's with us i i get that you know a parent going away uh, feels like a betrayal you were so young you lost your mother and like you said aapke immediate circle mein you know you you haven't seen that you haven't seen people uh, you know who've lost a parent you don't know it's it's scary it's it's happened to you um phir bhi you had family you had friends you had a real brother there are some you know sometimes there are people who who are alone who are left completely alone um you know i am an only child i don't have a sibling when it comes to dealing with grief uh, anshula akeli karna padta hai ya it matters ki kitne log aas paas hain dealing akeli karni padti hai dealing to koi aur nahi karega lekin koi aur aapko perspective de sakta hai i was very fortunate very very fortunate that i had someone in my life at that uh, that point who came in through again my sister and bhaiya's friends um who had gone through a similar loss she's of course she's older she's arjun bhaiya's age but she'd gone through the loss of losing her mother few years before i lost my mother and in the middle of the night in the first couple years when i would get agar neend aati to it would be with nightmares like i would dream over and over again that she's dying over and over again yeah. in different ways and i would wake up drenched in sweat or just wake up with like still like tears fresh like rolling yeah, down my yeah. face and whether it was 2 in the morning 3 in the morning 4 in the morning i just had to send her a message and somehow she would be awake and somehow she would talk me down and somehow i would fall asleep with her on the phone so it helps to talk to someone who gets it it definitely helps um and she gave me a lot of ways that helped her mm. some of those helped me most of them didn't help yeah, me yeah but um I always knew that I wasn't alone because sometimes when you're feeling things like guilt sometimes when you're feeling things like these nightmares or suddenly at least in the first few months in the first few years there will be moments where you forget that they have passed yeah and yeah. you make yeah. a mental note ki mummy se ye puchna hai and then you're suddenly like okay mummy nahi hai yeah and those used to give me mini attacks at that time yeah. that's when I would not know what is happening with me because I would be reliving that loss all over yeah. again. Just having her to call or even like knowing I can pick up the phone and call and knowing that I'm not the first person in the world to go mm. through this. There are millions of others who have gone through this and they found a way to live. Mm. Because your first thought is main nahi ji paungi unke bina. Kabhi jiya nahi hai hoga nahi. होगा ही नहीं बैकबोन थी बैकबोन टूट चुकी है अब पैरालिसिस हो चुका है अब जीना ही नहीं है बट देन यू सी अदर्स हु आर लिविंग बिकॉज दे फाउंड अ वे टू होल्ड दैट ग्रीफ विदाउट इट कॉजिंग देम ट्रॉमा एंड बिल्ड देयर लाइफ अराउंड इट बिकॉज दैट ग्रीफ इज वॉट वॉट मेड देम रिमेंबर ऑल द मेमरीज बट दे बिल्ड देयर लाइफ अराउंड इट विदाउट स्टॉपिंग फ्रॉम दम स्टॉपिंग दम सेल्फ फ्रॉम लिविंग बिकॉज my mom would never want me to become a shell of myself yeah, right yeah so like it helped knowing that like i have someone to kind of talk about this with but at the end of the day the healing i have to do on my own 
of course i seek therapy for a little while um as well and that helped a lot especially when i was feeling frustration with myself ki mujhe koi mummy ki yaade kyun nahi dhyan mein aari why can i not think of her why am i only looking at her in that ice coffin why am i only yeah. looking at her in that icu bed when will i be able to access my years and like 20 years worth of memories with her that i have where she's smiling and she's laughing and she is the mom that i want to remember so all of that help but then that's the healing that you have to do yourself because no matter who you talk to who's lost the same relative as you have their journey is different yeah. and your journey is different so it's not like a copy paste sort of situation mm-hmm. like manual that you can use but it is just that like Cool. I think that's that's beautifully explained, uh, Anjula. Finally, generally, uh, parents ऐसे बोलते हैं ना हम चले जाएंगे तब पता चलेगा तब समझोगे तुम. You you made that effort. You said I was I was slightly angry with her because I was lo- I thought she leaves something. You know, you suddenly look for a handbook uh, that they should leave for you so that we can live without them because you feel like there's no way we can go ahead. जब तक वो हमें नहीं बताएंगे हाउ टू गो अहेडीज So, because it took me so long to access those memories, I now have become the kind of person who can't shut up about talking about my mom. So, um, instead of feeling jealous about the fact that you're with your mom, and I'm seeing that happen, yeah. um, I'll talk about my mom. I will, and if I've met someone who uh, I've met after mom passed away and they didn't know my mom, I'll talk about her so much yeah. that they'll think that they know her. So, for me, accessing those memories happened. on its own it's not like i was every day trying to like sitting 10 minutes dhyan karke remember karo no it just one one day i woke up in the morning and i remembered watching uh, tangled with her mm-hmm. um one other day i woke up in the morning remembering uh, a conversation that we were having while having rajma chawal uh, one day for lunch so it was just i think when my brain started dealing with the trauma and when my brain thought that i was ready to kind of accept the loss it gave me back everything that it was shielding me from because i also have lot of like blurred memories and like black holes from the first few months after very natural include yeah. yeah including the week that she passed away um and i know this i mean this is a side like i know this because i don't know for what reason but a few years after she passed away someone on twitter sent me a youtube video link of her funeral like of her cremation and like i don't know why i played it and i watched it and then i was like i don't remember any, any of this that's when it hit me that not only don't i remember like months after but i don't remember when like that that when it was yeah. happening cuz it was an out of body experience you're just doing the rituals cuz you have to do it you're not mentally yeah. there so those things also came back to me over the years but like now it's just it's very easy for me to access memories with her and it makes me very happy to be able to share anecdotes to be able to i may not remember exactly what she told me in conversations i i will paraphrase because i remember the mood of what she was trying to explain to yeah. me i'll use that and i'll when i'll be talking to a friend of mine we'll be like you know mom had once said this mm. 
Um, and like now when I look at it in hindsight, I feel like she was so accurate and like, you know, it applies to this situation right now as well. So now it's much easier to access her memories. And now nine years out, I can access it without feeling that pang of jealousy or that pang of hurt. Obviously, you're always going to feel that emptiness mm. and you will build your life around that emptiness. Yeah. But like I was talking to a friend of mine very recently who unfortunately has also lost both of his parents um, in a very short period of time. Mm. And I was trying to explain to him how this grief and time healing, this grief and time healing all wounds doesn't apply to us because the better analogy for us is it's like an ocean with low tide and high tide. Mm. When there are low tide, it's like it's in the back of your head, you're feeling that loss and you're feeling that emptiness, but you're able to do things in the day you're able to do your work you're able to be with your family you're able to live your life so to speak but then there are some days when it's at high tide and that grief is so much part of your day in that particular moment and it's so in the front of your head that you can't do anything it's almost like you're frozen and you're just hoping it doesn't suck you in but even if it sucks you in years after the loss you know low tide is going to come very soon so you'll go back into that new normal that you've created where that mm. pain and that loneliness is still at the back, but you're still able to kind of be okay with it. So like for me, I think my the biggest, the best thing that happened was to be able to access memories with her again, because that's actually what helped me deal with it in a more healthy manner yeah. and also kind of be able to talk about her loss with people who maybe because I unfortunately I've known now a lot of people whose parents yeah. or family close by have gone through the journey of cancer mm-hmm. thankfully most of them have survived but there's always that moment where you don't know what's going to happen mm-hmm. because the disease is so uncertain just being able to talk about her the treatment or like what happens after if they don't make it kind of a thing yeah. it it helps people but also helps me grieve and it also helps me know that I've reached a healthy place where I'm able to talk about it without crumbling. Mm. I'm able to talk about it without getting a nightmare that night. And I'm able to talk about it without like dry heaving because that's basically what was happening in the first two years. So it's been a journey that you have to take on on your own to be able to reach a place where you build that norm. No one is going to do it for you. They'll be there. Like I've had friends who've been there even when they've not known this kind of grief or loss. Who've been there because when I was falling, they were like, we're there. Mm -hmm. You can Mm -hmm. fall and you can be down there for as long as you want. We are sitting with you there. When you're ready to get up from there, we'll also get up with you. But just, you're not alone. But you have to get up. We can't like, you know, pull you back up. I'm sorry, I talk in metaphors a lot, apparently, but I don't no, know. No, no, but, but, but that's, uh, no, but but that's why it, it, I, I think it's it's easier to understand because we can also see how beautifully you've you've started with grieving and coping, and now you've started your journey of healing, which which is what what so many of us actually strive to to reach. Finally, Anshila, um, people who are listening to this podcast, those who are watching this, everybody would be in a different stage of, of grieving. For some, it would be very raw. Some have managed to somehow get a hold on life. Some haven't. Um, 
what would you tell them? I'm not saying I'm not projecting you as an expert, but since you've gone through this, what would you tell them? There's no right or wrong way of grieving. Very early on, I was told how to grieve and that pissed me off because my loss, my loss, how I deal with my loss and how I grieve my loss and how I remember the person who has left us is mine alone. You do not get to dictate how I feel. So if anyone's telling you to be strong, do not listen to that because you have every right to not be strong every minute of every day. You want to not be strong, you not you be you be that person. You want to grieve by crying, you be that person. You want to grieve by yelling, you be that person. You want to grieve by momentarily losing faith in your God, you be that person because that is what will help you yeah. get to the next stage and perhaps reach your new normal or your new healthy. So there is no right way, there is no wrong way. And there is nothing wrong in seeking help from the outside in yeah. terms of talking to a therapist, talking to a grief counselor, talking to someone who's lost a loved one. There's nothing wrong in it. Obviously, don't get, don't become, don't go down the route of like self-sabotaging yourself mm-hmm. by saying, ye wo bhi sahi hai in my grief. No. And don't expect people to excuse you for the rest of your life just because you have had a loss. Mm-hmm. That's not a valid excuse for you to become a douchebag. And that's not a valid excuse for you to not do things that are expected of you because you can't not live your life in that sense. Yeah. And you can't, you don't get to use the memory of the lo- of your loved one as an excuse. Like don't demean them to that extent. Yeah. Yeah. But still, there's no right or wrong way of grieving. There is, if you haven't cried since they are there, it's fine. You will cry when your body is telling you that they're ready to cry. If you can't stop crying, it's fine. If you can't work for more than an hour in a day because you cannot concentrate, it's fine. You will get out of it because trust me, there have been a lot of people who've been in that place and they've come out of it. You will come out of it, but just don't do it alone because that'll eat you up. You'll be in your head and that'll just not be helpful in you coming out of that. So if you don't have anyone in your circle who has lost someone, you're very fortunate. But that doesn't mean that you can't talk to people who you're already close to. You can still yeah. talk to your best friend who may not know exactly what you're going through, but they will be empathetic towards you yeah. and just be there. So sometimes just knowing that like you're not sitting alone in your locked bathroom crying is helpful. Yeah. And if someone, whether you're a guy or a girl, if someone sees you crying because you're mourning, you're not weak. Yeah. Showing any kind of emotion is not weakness. I was very recently after she passed away, I was crying and it was not a private moment of grief. It was a semi-public moment of grief. There were maybe like 15 people around and one of those people came up to me and told me, um, Kya kar rahe ho? you can't be this weak. Your mom was not this weak. Your mom was a tigress. You have to be strong. You cannot show emotion. And I was like, I will show emotion because if I bottle up my emotion, it'll cause me more distress. So... You grieve the way you want to grieve. Do not listen to anyone else. There is no handbook in grief. There may be stages that like people more intelligent than us have told us that we will experience. You may not experience all of them in the order that most people do. And that's still fine. You may not experience them at all. You may wake up one fine day and that 
pressure on your chest may be lesser and maybe that's the sign that you need to know that okay today is probably going to be one of those low tide days where you're not going to be able yeah. you're not going to be thinking of your relative as much as you were yesterday don't feel guilty about it it's fine because at the end of the day that, that loss and that relationship is never going to leave you even if you're not presently thinking of that loss 24/7 it doesn't mean that you're betraying the person yeah, who's passed yeah, away yeah. you're actually betraying yourself because you're holding yourself back from living a better life and you're and i always feel like the person who passed away would never want our life quality to suffer to an extent so, yeah. that we're not even that we're a shell of our former selves i think when i bought bolia <laughs> Nay, but you've made a lot of sense. You've reached me, uh, Anshula. Thank you so much. You know the fact that you're saying every emotion is legitimate, and there is no handbook to how you must grieve. So there, there should be no guilt. There, sh- you know, nobody needs to be self-conscious about how they're expressing their uh, their loss. Thank you so much for opening up. I know it's not easy, but you you've been so articulate, and uh, I think this conversation is going to help so many people. Thank you for doing this. Thank you for having me on your platform. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to share good, bad, ugly of the process of grieving. And I'm hoping that our little community of people who have lost loved one, loved ones, don't grow as fast and as wide as this pandemic has made us believe that they are growing. Yeah, I just, yeah, yeah. I don't want people to have to experience the grief that we we are experiencing yeah, if they yeah. can help it. That's so. Thank true. you. Thank you. Thank you so much, Anshula. You can listen to us on hdsmartcast.com and on other leading audio platforms. Always remember, there's no hurry. It's okay to grieve. So take your time. In case you want to stay in touch with me, you can find me on Twitter and Facebook at the rate rjstutee or on Instagram at the rate stuti ghosh. To watch the video of this episode, you can check out the HD Smartcast and Fever FM YouTube channels. We are also present on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. For more podcasts, log on to htsmartcast.com or suno naye nazariye se. Aap sun rahe hain HD Smartcast aur ye tha Fever FM Production. HD Smartcast.